and welcome to Skeptical Saturdays. I'm with a very special guest. Hi. <laughs> Don't mind the awkward pause. I'm this is Emma. <laughs> I'm Emma. Hi. I'm Emma. Emma is also environmental science um, with me here at Drake University. And, um, would you like to say anything about yourself before we get started? About myself? I don't like capitalism, and I like trees. Yeah, Emma's an anarchist. (laughs) (laughs) Which we love. I, oh my gosh. I always want to start a revolution. I was saying the other day that I had to study abroad before I'm on, like, the (laughs) no-fly list. (laughs) True. Emma's fighting for our rights, y'all. I'm doing what I can. <laughs> she is the charity cause. Someone in class said a revolution isn't going to be started by a 19-year-old white middle-class college girl, and I was like, mm, um, okay. Well, what category of person do you have to be to start a revolution? <laughs> yeah, literally everyone needs to be involved in the revolution. Yeah. Anyway... Yeah. And the so, revolution will start with the electric vehicles. <laughs> Actually, no. From my Instagram post, you may have thought that I was pro-electric vehicle. But then I decided to do some research for myself. And turns out I have been persuaded to not thinking the same way I thought before. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Um had a change of heart <laughs> i did have a change of heart and thought <laughs> wow um so today i want to share with you guys three articles about cobalt being put in the lithium ion batteries of electric vehicles and what that does to the country the republic of congo yeah uh, sorry, I just had a brain aneurysm. But anyways, so what caught my eye when I was looking for what to do with this week's episode, I found this article on the Washington Post uh, titled, Cobalt Mining for Lithium-Ion Batteries Has High Human Cost. And it really caught my eye because lithium-ion batteries, as we know, are gaining popularity due to electric vehicles and the rise of smartphone production. So, to put short, to put it in short, is that right? <laughs> Cobalt they both sound right. Okay, whatever. Cobalt is a cheap mineral which is needed to create lithium lithium ion batteries in electric vehicles or EVs, I guess. Um, as I said before, it's already used in smartphones, laptops, and tablets. Unfortunately, though, where 60% of the world world's cobalt lies is in the Congo. Specifically, the city, I think it's Kolwezi, is known for its like surplus in cobalt and copper and the city is referred to as the lungs of the Congo because of its economic importance. However, even though this mineral is found in the Congo and can generate a lot of revenue for the country, it also comes at an extreme cost to the population. 
because the residents who work in these cobalt mines, they undergo like severe working conditions in order to extract cobalt just because of the circumstances of like their working conditions and how unregulated it is. It's estimated that over 100,000 cobalt miners are used um 100,000 cobalt miners use hand tools to dig hundreds of feet underground with no equipment or hard hats making deaths and energy injuries common within this place of work so these (laughs) so these miners dig wherever they can whether that is along highways railroad tracks or even in certain people's backyard it's not like the pay is sustainable either especially for a father who goes in the mine and has to pay for all of the family's goods they usually only get about two dollars a day and that's even if they find cobalt yeah $2 a day? Can you imagine living off of $2 a day? Um, no. Like, but also in their backyards. Like, yeah. Because what if, okay, also what if people, like, grow food or, like, stuff to sustain their living in their backyards and then they're being demolished? I know. Like, can I swear? Yes. Okay, that's fucked up. (laughs) It's so fucked up. Especially because, like, what does two dollars a day even get you? Maybe uh, bread? Maybe, but I'm wondering if there are like any other prominent industries that people probably not if like two dollars a day is like the best option. Right, because they ha- would have no other line of work. But anyways, like back to the um just unsafe working conditions, the Mining mining companies also expose the entire population of the Congo to all of these toxins from digging up minerals underground. So it's also an, an issue of extreme environmental justice because these lower income people, you know, are, I guess, more susceptible to... Um, a wide range of diseases and certain cancers. So it's totally not fair is the main point of why cobalt is an issue. It's just this is the only line of work these people in the Congo have. To add on to that, out of, I think it was, yeah, out of the 100,000 miners, 40,000 of those kids are working in the mine. Yeah. I know and it's not even like they're 16 or under I'm pretty positive in the Washington Post article it was like the average like kids age to be working is like 12 dude okay also with the where is it the thing with like the that's totally okay because I had a thought that's okay we'll come we'll come the thought went away um so yeah not okay i'm gonna just spit out her drink it's going to be okay though (laughs) so the mining process as i just talked about is fucked absolutely fucked but after the cobalt is extracted it's not like it gets any better because of where it's like shipped off to and the whole like trading process is completely unethical 
So basically, after the mineral cobalt is mined, it then goes to this Chinese company called Congo Dongfeng International Mining, which is which then the mineral is shipped to Asia and then goes back to the battery maker. Um, it's like Zhejiang Haiyu Cobalt, who makes lithium-ion batteries for brands such as Apple. And um, the CEO of Congo Dongfeng, Chen Hongling, <laughs> I think that's right. I'm so sorry. No, nope, I took Chinese. Is that good? No. Oh, what is it? She took Chinese, <laughs> no, you guys. No, I'm not like that good where like I can yeah. say it right, but I know it's wrong. Like that would be like Zhejiang Huayo. And then that's like Chang Hongliang. Chang Hongliang. Yeah. Oh, I sound so white right there. <laughs> okay. Chinese is really hard. Yeah. I didn't say it right. So but Chen, it, Ch- Chan, Chan, Chan of, Hongliang. Yeah. Okay. Hong Leon. Um, well, he is the CEO of Congo Dongfeng, right? Am I saying it right? Dong. It depends on like the tones. Yeah. Like, Dong I. I feel like taking Chinese would be very difficult in high I school. I took it for like six years, and I'm uh, clearly still not good at it. Damn. Yeah. It's... Well, also, like, when are you ever going, like, to use it? Unless you're, yeah. like, well, I'm just thinking from the standpoint, like, English. I and then into... usually people learn Spanish. Yeah. I, my parents wanted me to take Chinese because they're, like, it was a very, like, common language in business and, like important for that but like Spanish would have been much more helpful for me up until this point you know like going to Ecuador and working with like a company where the majority of people speak Spanish but I mean yeah damn anyway anyways (laughs) uh, back to the story (laughs) um so CEO of Congo Dongfeng told Washington Post in 2016 that he never even questioned how the minerals were obtained, despite the fact that they operate in Congo. But it's not just this company that operates in the Congo. 90% of all lithium-ion battery companies import their, their cobalt from Congo. For brands as large as Apple, is it is extremely unjust that they do not partake in any oversight of working conditions for those who mine cobalt. You would think, with for like a brand that is that powerful, like do they just not expect to like get caught, or they have enough resources to like rebuttal anything that is like. Use, or like against them or like they can <laughs> hire powerful lawyers and like right. do all this shit right. to avoid getting caught or like avoid any punishment or regulations that's yeah. the power of big corporations i hate i literally i was telling emma earlier today i'm not like a practicing catholic but my family is still catholic and we always like talk about what we're gonna give up for lent And I said, I'm going to give up being nice to rich people. (laughs) So that's my perspective of the rich. I would start, like, eating meat if I could eat every single rich person. (laughs) Breaking news. Emma is no longer vegetarian. She is strictly carnivorous. (laughs) I only eat the rich. (laughs) Strict diet to strain for my my revolution. (laughs) I just snorted. (laughs) 
going places today, you guys. It's all over the place. I can't wait for like my friends to listen to this. It will be painful for anyone who like doesn't have ADHD trying to follow yeah. along with a story. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so as we stemmed from talking about Apple not taking accountability and then into how much we hate these Fortune 500 companies. Um, In 2010, in the U.S., a law was passed that requires American companies to attempt to verify that any tin, tungsten, tantalum, or gold they use that is obtained from mines in the Congo is free of militia control, the system was put in place to prevent human right abuses, yet cobalt is still not on the list. And I feel like it should be just because of the rise in lithium, lithium ion batteries. I don't know. I wonder if it will be on the list. I'm right here. Probably not if it's profitable. That's, yeah. Mm. Well, it's like, well, what else isn't on the list? Like, yeah. freaking coal? Because I think, like, for the EPA, at least, like, a bunch of the stuff is, like, self-reported or, like... Yeah. Have you seen Dark Waters and, like, the... Mm-mm. Or the DuPont, like, Teflon case in West Virginia, I think? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Whereas, like, they were the ones making up, like, the standard for what was safe and then they, like, recruited someone from the EPA to change the regulation and, like, they self-report if something's yeah which is so fucked yeah like obviously they're not going to report something that's benefiting like them or like they're profiting off of well i also took um last year i took an environmental like rulemaking class uh it was a (laughs) (laughs) but um we just talked about like the epa's process and how they decide like when things are like harmful or like what level they're harmful at and it like it is the process is fucked because they get to choose which like chemicals in the atmosphere are considered it, toxins or they pollutants make science and like public health subjective when it yeah. clearly isn't like it's either good for you and it isn't and like there's obviously like a limit to which it can like be good or bad and yeah. like it, it's so clear yet there are other external influences that like right and also if like um like the um i don't know what i'm trying to say like some um pollutants like parts per million is like really high in one area like what would the epa even do they have so little regulation over environmental standards. Yeah, and then a lot of the time you don't even know it's a problem until people are dying or, like, getting cancer and having Yeah, or, effects. like, 50 times more, um, 50 okay. times more, like, susceptible. Oh, that's what I was trying that, to say. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> to, like, having lung cancer or asthma and then they're like oh shit why are the hospitals crowded in this one area where all these super fun sites and these lower income minority groups are living like crazy can't put the two and two together but anyways so yeah cobalt should be on the list again a very long tangent (laughs) (laughs) hopefully you guys are following along (laughs) um so in like smartphones and laptops there is like a teeny 
teeny, 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 tiny amount Wait, of... is it teeny? It's teeny, tiny. <laughs> amount of cobalt um, in lithium-ion batteries. <laughs> but as for electric vehicles, there is roughly 10 to 20 pounds. So the demand for cobalt has skyrocketed. Because before it was such a small amount, but now it's like 100 times that amount for each vehicle being made. Dude. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, for every uh, pound, for every pound of cobalt these miners find, it's $2. And sometimes they can't even find a pound you, a day. Do you know if they're making more money if there's more of a demand? No. They're not, because I go into it later. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, spoilers. Sorry. Um... So, yeah, like, cobalt is skyrocketing in demand, but that doesn't mean that, like, the price is going up either. Well, not for the cobalt miners. Miners, yeah, because yeah, it does yeah. go up, like, on the supply and demand chain. Like, right. it is expected by 2025 that there will be a need for 76,000 tons of cobalt. And... I'm sorry, I was just perplexed no, I was by this. Reading that too. Because, like, listen to this fact: like, seventy-six thousand tons of cobalt, and right now, one ton is twenty-six thousand dollars. So there's no reason the workers should be getting paid two dollars right. a day. It's twenty-six thousand. I can't even do math that big. Yeah, I probably couldn't even read that. Number. Is that what a million? More. Okay, Emma's pulling out her calculator. I don't know how... Well, I'm not very good at math. No, times, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One... What? It has the E. Oh, shit. Wait, do the thing. numbers... Oh, shit. You have to... Okay. No, flip it. Fuck. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 1.9 billion. So... They're making so much fucking money. $2 a day. And these people receive $2 a day. How many pounds are in a ton? You should look that up. Hey, Siri, how many pounds are in a ton? 2,000 pounds. So these workers are then getting about $4,000. Well, per ton, four thousand okay. dollars. But the the mining company is selling cobalt for twenty six thousand dollars. So it's a twenty two thousand dollar profit. Hmm. So maybe we should like. That's like more than a thousand percent. Yeah. That's so fucked. Holy shit! So yeah, very, uh. very unethical and unequal. Um. However, as this, I forgot to say this earlier, but the, like, unregulated mining is normally referred to as artisanal mining. As long as it, like, continues to happen, the price of cobalt is going down because industries are no longer adequately paying their workers, nor the, nor do they have any sort of labor laws. If the, if the supply is still very high, they will just keep mining their workers like to the bone and just so that they can bring the price of cobalt down because no one's gonna buy it if like the supply or the demand is so high but like 
the supply is low. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. <laughs> Bye, Pema. Oh. Bye. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um. Anyways, so like, the result for this just like unequal, unequal, I guess supply and demand for cobalt. Um, these bigger companies are not opting for cobalt from artisanal mines. Rather than they're would rather operate from artisanal mines than industrial mines because the price per ton from an artisanal mine is cheaper. Because they're unregulated. <sighs> it's just like how people buy clothes from fast fashion companies because the price is cheaper for labor. Whoa, the correlation. Wow, I have so much money to spend, but I'm going to buy it on the cheapest stuff that exploits as many people as possible. Yeah, like, I could have enough money to, like, end world hunger, but that doesn't matter right now. (laughs) But, like, I want to keep making more. That's, like, the mindset they have. Like, oh, I'll, like, actually buy expensive stuff that's ethically sourced when I have enough money, and they just, like, keep striving to have enough money until oh wait sorry this is random from my environmental history class but we had to like find an article or whatever and it was talking about china's coal production and like how they're like yeah we'll make it more environmentally friendly once we have enough money to do so Mm -hmm. so they just like keep building coal plants and stuff and like keep producing more coal so they can like fund environmental stuff and i was like what's the point of like making the environment worse that totally cancels out yeah it's so stupid. That's like when big companies do like the fucking carbon offset. Yeah. They're like, let me plant 10 trees so that like my carbon is set off by like one thousandth of a ton or whatever. Or like, for flying, it's like you can have a emission free flight or like a carbon neutral flight if you pay more. Like we should, sh- I think Benchtopia talked about it. It's mm-hmm. like we should shift it so like. The eco-friendly option is cheaper than, like... Yeah, it's just, like, going vegan. Then it promotes, like, sustainability, and it's, like, Mm -hmm. making it more accessible to everyone. Hot take. Hot take. Hot fucking take. Too bad that is a hot take. That we shouldn't, like, gatekeep sustainability. No. Gatekeeping environmentalism is, like, the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But it happens every day. Yep. It happens in the form of, like... In order to, like, be an environmentalist, you had to have the funds to go to college and major in it. <laughs> kind of like us oh, right now. you don't use a reusable straw? Yeah. Like, oh, you're not, like, properly educated? You decided to self-educate? How do you know that that's real? <laughs> <laughs> she literally almost threw up. No, she didn't. <laughs> um, so... The next article I found... <laughs> Stop. You can have more if you want. I'm like a dog. You are a puppy. Okay. <laughs> the next article I found um, comes from The Guardian. And one of the journalists in from The Guardian followed the story of Pierre, who is a miner in the Congo. And he makes roughly three fifty a day. And he cannot skip a day of work because that's a day of wages lost. And surprisingly, and actually disgustingly enough, 
peer actually works under a mining contract at an industry that is supposedly regulated and he still only makes 350 a day what yeah yeah what kind of company is that like are they like supplying to apple well yeah th- okay so this company is called tenke fungume mine and even though like these well, not Apple, because they don't produce electric vehicles. But, like, mm. certain EV companies have claimed to, like, commit to said responsible sourcing. And it's clearly not the case. Because, Maybe. like, Pierre, he doesn't even make double what the unregulated miners make. Like, responsible as in better than, like, the absolute bare minimum $2 a day. Like, $2 isn't even the bare minimum. Yeah. It's under the bare minimum. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we're so responsible. Mm-hmm. Because we're doing... That's, like, when brands, like, H&M consider themselves to be, like, sustainable because yeah. 5% of their line is recycled yeah. cotton. and they're like, this line is recycled, or, like, this line is eco-friendly, and it's like, okay, well, it's probably produced in the same factory that you use, like, child labor. Yeah, and, and they make about, like, a dollar or two a day as well. yeah. And they have to, that's the thing, is, like, that's the thing, though, like, they have no other choice, like, in these developing countries... That's their only source of revenue, and I don't think that's what people understand in, like, wealthier countries. Like, they don't have another option. I think it would be interesting to, see, like, see what these countries look like without, yeah. like, Western influence and, like, demand for all this stuff. Like, uh-huh. I'm sure it would be much more sustainable. They'd like, be thriving. Yeah, not even, like, you need, like, great jobs and, like, skyscrapers, whatever, but, like... There's not that Western, like... Like, they don't need to be Westernized, but, like, yeah. Like, we need to produce this, and, like... It's and you have it, yeah. yeah. And then, like, there goes, like, workers for, like, small businesses and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, since they're working all day, it's not like they could... Well, at least the those who go to work in the family, it's not like they could, like, also, like, raise their own, like cows and chickens and fruits and vegetables because like i know these like developing countries tend to be more like self-sustaining but when your country is like influenced by like western ideals and like just the way that everything now is a commodity but like the country itself doesn't have like the the funds or nearly wants to have the funds to like implement like real working laws and like a real living wage that's so that's so backwards no work should be that dangerous where like people are dying like nothing should be worth more than a human life just in general like (sighs) i just want to like live in a commune yes i I was in a group chat for a while about a bunch of people who like were literally looking at plots of land to, <laughs> to like, because like, I mean, I don't know if if these countries weren't influenced by like this demand for like these minerals that can only be extracted through like dangerous practices. If they didn't have that demand, like they had self sustaining lives. Like they didn't even need. To work in the way that we view work. 
Yeah, just like natural environments, uh, like untouched and just like the way they are. There's like if we're making everything about profit, there's so much more like profitable in the long run and mm-hmm. in the long term because like you can't mining is so unsustainable yes you'll have short-term profit like, mm-hmm. but it doesn't even go to that country it goes to like the big corporations or right whatever. So it's like why it's so sad that that's what like mm-hmm. we have like have come to because it's like short-term economic gain ruining like people's lives people's homes people's like livelihoods just so they can have like short-term money and it's just I think we need to rethink our entire system so it's not like it's failing everyone and yeah it's so fucked up. and it's like if it's not mining then it's like tourism mm-hmm. or if it's not mining it's like textile workers okay this is a hot take but I do think tourism can be done sustainable I think it can like, too but it's not in the Galapagos it really was and like just That's like good. regulating like permits and like who can be in a place at once and like as long as it's going back fully going back to the community yeah right and it's like yeah did you know that another (laughs) tangent (laughs) but um on my j term we learned so like when it was at punta negra which is like a very small town in belize covered like in trash and we were like, how is this all, like, how is this all, like, floating up to shore? We learned that cruise lines, specifically Norwegian cruise line, um, they register in countries such as the Bahamas where there's, like, little environmental regulations. And then when they're in international waters, they just only have to follow the regulations of the country they signed up in. And so what they do is they just throw their trash overboard. Seriously? Mm -hmm. And it all ends up, like, on that beach? Yeah. And not just that beach, but, like, along the entire Gulf of Mexico and, like, Caribbean Sea. Okay, well, here's what's interesting. In the Galapagos, is like, very clean beaches. Well, Mm -hmm. there's obviously still trash (laughs) because everything is polluted. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like sustainability was being prioritized over like basic human rights like yes it's hard to develop like healthcare infrastructure in like the middle of an island but like there weren't hospitals Mm -hmm. on some there like weren't like uh there wasn't enough electricity or water on some but it's like hey at least we're sustainable and they're like but we can't even like provide for these people yeah for our people putting too much energy towards like the quality of life for tourists and like the people actually yeah. living there which is interesting i think we can definitely well because people are probably like this area is so sustainable and so clean this is a great example for how people can be stewards of the land and yeah. then behind the scenes they're like we take care of our land so much that like the value of people's lives are so low because we care about the land but we don't care about the people we need what it needs between- to be integrated yeah. it's yeah. one in one you can't do one or the other to have sustainability. Just gonna live in the woods and dig a little hut. Yeah. And live by myself. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. I still wanna start a commune. <laughs> when and where? <laughs> um and find me in Colorado. Any, if anyone wants <laughs> to join our commune. Let us know. T 
DM me at Skeptical Saturday Pods on Instagram. <laughs> Sorry, this is going to be a bit of a tangent. That's okay. But it's like we put so much like dependence on oh we'll solve climate change like we're mm-hmm. smart we have the technology okay let's use like our smart ass people and our like advanced technology to like be proactive in solving it and to like find sustainable solutions to all the problems before we ha- are like forced to you know mm-hmm. exactly um so this after reading these three um articles to you this raises the question of like obviously electric vehicles aren't as sustainable as they were before so are they just a band-aid to like cover up the larger issue of how we like view transportation because i think so yes because (laughs) because not only are they not as sustainable as perceived but electric vehicles are fucking expensive that's gonna be my point well, think of another point, bitch. <laughs> because, like, how classist of you to say that you're more sustainable than the next person because you're able to afford a gas-free vehicle. I got into an argument with my mom about this today because I was like, yes, you can do your individual part to be sustainable, but, like, there's... It's easier to be, quote, sustainable when you have, like money to buy like solar panels or like mm. a electric car whatever the newest environmentally friendly trend is mm-hmm. and then there's like shame on people who aren't doing it well and rich people are the ones being like the worst for the environment you know? yeah so well it's, it's like it's like these hollywood superstars have tesla's Yet they live in like a ten million dollar home that probably produces so much carbon. And fly their private jet to their other million dollar home. Exactly. So they're not being sustainable. And what I talked what I've been talking about in my GIS class this week is it doesn't address the question of like how transportation is viewed and valued in the US. Like so they're still going to keep expanding highway systems because more people will have just electric vehicles now. And, like, cities still won't be centralized. Oh, yes. I'm going <laughs> to reiterate, well, reiterate for <laughs> Shut up. the third time. We just, like... I think it would be so beneficial to think outside of the box and, like, yeah. re- again, rethink our systems. Like, I think we need to stay- take a step back from, like, our development when, like, obviously there are very valuable, like, scientific and, like, technological developments. But, like, just take a step back and, like, take the bus and, like, walk and bike places. And, like, yeah. not- it would be so much it's so unfortunate how, like, in Des Moines, I mm-hmm. don't have a car, so, like, I have to take this wildly inefficient bus system, and it's like, we yeah. need to make public transportation more accessible, so pe- more people want to do it, therefore, like, less cars will be purchased, like, there's less demand to, like, buy new roads, and <sighs> I just want to... Well, yeah. it's not even, like, from the perspective of a college student, what if you simply, like, live in an area of town that's, like, a food desert? 
Right. And it's, like, the bus system there is so inefficient. So it's, like, you could walk two miles while carrying about, like, 20 pounds worth of groceries. Or you could wait for the bus and it could be, like, a five-minute bus ride but ends up taking about 45 minutes because of the amount of stops. It takes... Okay, in Des Moines, it took so like it's like forty five minutes for me to get to a Target that's like a five minute drive. Yeah, and like standing outside in zero degree weather and getting catcalled. Yeah. So it's like we just need to. I definitely don't have the solution. I'm like a sophomore, but but here at least like talking about yeah, it. Yeah, like it's okay to acknowledge the flaws of <laughs> flaws of a system and like. I don't know. It would just... The world would be so much better if, like, we could actually get around without... Not like, even the world. I feel like the U.S. The yeah. Like, at least in well, terms of transportation. Just because we're so dependent on, like, transportation. Yeah, especially the Midwest. Bro, yeah. Also, if you want to continue learning about, like housing and zoning laws in the u.s i suggest going over to youtube looking up the channel climate town and he talks about um he has a whole video on zoning laws in the u.s there's this really and it's so interesting and really fucked wait i have a book for you it's called um the color of law um a forgotten history of how our government segregated america and it's so interesting can you send it to me so I remember? Also, also, transportation in, in the U.S. is another form of segregation. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, sure, um, Eisenhower created the U.S. highway system, but that also meant cutting into the poor minority areas of town Did, and breaking up their communities you, like in des moines yes like how the 30, the 25th street i'd like the highway it goes yeah. right through what was and a that predominantly was like, like black, black neighborhood. neighborhood and they were like doing well yeah it's literally in place to separate communities especially these communities that need each other right i think why can't, it's so frustrating that people just can't be good, nice, genuine people and, like, think about, like, why are politicians evil bitches and why can't they just be compassionate people who, like, yeah. genuinely want Why is it so arbitrary best? for them to want to do good for their country? Do good. It's just, like... A politician who actually wants the citizens of, like... I think Bernie Sanders wanted the citizens to be happy. Yeah. Well... He's not going to run another time. I don't don't think he's going to make it And it's also fucked how they were like, they, as in voters in 2020, were like, we should just all vote for Biden because at least he's moderate. Okay. We don't need a fucking moderate president. We We need them to do something. Compromise. No. You cannot compromise on the environment. I don't even know if I'm fully liberal as in i'm not independent but i still feel like being liberal in the u.s isn't like radical enough and i still feel like i don't want to fight with republicans right i I would rather i I would rather though actually have a chance to talk to them i think 
because why keep arguing because this is going to divide us even more there's a very interesting podcast that i just started listening to called subversive with like alex cash Shuda. don't listen to mm-hmm. it she's a republican um but she used to be a part of the climate group extinction rebellion which is like very wait so she was a republican but a climate like no, extremist n- now she's republican she was in extinction rebellion Why? And, like hardcore liberal and now she's like rogue scientist whatever is it like something in her like bio what yeah it's crazy let me try to that's so insane. But it's so interesting because Republicans, like, acknowledge the same concerns, but their, like, solutions are so... Their solutions are all insane. band-aids. Yeah. Their solutions are still to help rich people. Right. Not me, to, like, help humanity. And let me... Good riddance to the left. I've been listening to that one. Anyway, I just think we're... It doesn't feel like we live in a true democratic state when, like, Mm-mm. there's so much, like, what is it, jerry line, uh, jerry- gerrymandering? Gerrymandering? Mm-hmm. And just, like, corporation influence. Like, and it's like. Politicians we- are just, like, at this point, like, basically, like, actors. Yeah. We're, like, screaming on the streets that we need to make a change. Like, mm-hmm. there's a clear solution to the problem, and it's, like, just stop yeah and like they're not doing anything about it and they're like oh by 2050 you will reach like net zero i'm like you can make that promise because you'll be dead and you won't have to see it yeah at jake university Ugh, but it's just so fucking frustrating and i just i want to be that person screaming in the streets until people finally understand that we have to do something about it yeah stage a coup maybe yeah I don't know, but is a coup even doing anything? They would... No. I'm trying to think of, like, what would the most effective approach be? Because our government is failing us, and I think we need to restructure it. But it's like, how do we do it? What do we want? I don't want to be in control of it. I don't yeah. want to be the one figuring it out. But it's like, out, why, but... why are these thoughts so radical? It should be... The radical thought should be profiting off of people's poorness you know <laughs> yeah I like think we made up money as a concept and like, it's the reason why the environment's being destroyed i hate to say it because i don't think everything should revolve around its profitability but just like finding ways to make sustainable and like quote eco eco-friendly stuff to be sustainable is how we actually like shift the corporations minds and, mm-hmm. like farmers minds all of that yeah and also talk about greenwashing. They act like they are so sustainable because they they blame it on the consumer rather than themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, well, if you do better, you'll save the world. But I'm going to keep emitting as much as possible, as much as these permits allow me. Right. It's like, I will... Ah, my mom got mad at me for wanting to take a flight. I'm like, okay, well... Yes, blame the consumer to some extent, but <laughs> you, 
you can't really control when you need to yeah. go somewhere and it's if like, you need to buy like something. I personally am still like more sustainable because it feels better. Right. Like I want to have a better life. I did like for myself. Like I feel like being sustainable is more of like a personal choice because in the long run, one person being sustainable isn't that much. But also culturally, we just need like a mass sustainability shift amongst everyone as well as like these corporations finally like you know like paying their respects it's just like because like it's consumer behavior with these companies like it's both obviously companies have more responsibility but it's still our behavior that's so destructive it's like our behavior that got us to these like outrageous consumption patterns in the first place like we can have whatever we want at whatever cost it takes literally a tap of a finger and you can have whatever you want crazy like you can eat watermelon in the middle of iowa in february yeah it's so weird like i, I, I can appreciate it spend but hundreds of dollars on clothes right now on my tiny little screen if i wanted to um, and they would be there in like four days buy my silly little clothes on my silly little screen yeah literally yeah. and these things don't matter they don't mean but anything we, just ah Oh, my sounds are gonna be so bad. <laughs> but it's just like humans have evolved in our ways of thinking, and I think why aren't we using our crazy evolved brains to think of a fucking solution instead right? of like? <sighs> my noises are going to annoy so many people listening. They're going places. <laughs> Hit me up for my ASMR. Our noises. I'll start a podcast. No, we just. Growl. <laughs> Icky. <laughs> um, I think this is a good time to wrap up. <laughs> Emma's growling now. But I think we had a great conversation good about to you, Maddie. going from cobalt and electric vehicles to talking about how the whole, like, I don't like saying system because it's too vague, but I truly can't think of another word. Like, how the whole system is fucked. Our system is just so the expansive system. and complicated. I don't know if there's, like, any other way to just... Right. It's like, well, I could say the system, or I could give you, like, a 400-page essay about yeah, the system. it's like the government, the corporations, the constituents, all... Yeah, like exactly. But it's not just... I hate when people just say, the system. What do you mean? Which system? Okay, well, I guess I won't say the system then, Maddie. Well, my, my roommate and I used to talk about it. Like, especially in a sociology classes. Yeah. They'd just say the system. But I feel like that also takes away some sense of accountability to everyone exactly. in the system. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I so, get it. anyways. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Do not, do not forget to follow my Instagram. Skeptical Saturdays Pod. Um, Emma, what's your Instagram? Um, <laughs> Emma Brewer. <laughs> Brewer. It's Emma Brewer, but with two Bs, so it's like you're stuttering it. Emma, like, did you do that on purpose, or did you actually hit two Bs? Emma Brewer was taken. Oh, it's oh. like sometimes people can't understand when I'm saying my last name. It's like um, beer brewer or Milwaukee Be- brewer. Brewer. Be- I can't pronounce my own last name. Brewer. Brewer. Yeah. I feel like it sounds weird when I say it. Brewer. You're a brewer. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> There's a place in Omaha that's called Brewer's Burgers. <gasps> I guess I have to go to Omaha. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're done now. Bye. 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 <laughs>